So I've taken a couple days to process um, what's been going on. And as furious as I am and agitated and um, totally on the side of the protesters in case anyone was uh, concerned, um, I, I really don't feel like it's my place to make any sort of like long form statement or, you know, it's it's a rough decision for me to make but i've been thinking about it a while like every time one of these things come out i want to be there you know if i had it my way i'd be driving down to minneapolis right now and joining in with the protesters um unfortunately life doesn't allow me to do that right now but even if it did i think it'd be good for me to get involved as in the protests but i don't think I necessarily have a large voice in this discussion for multiple reasons. One, the most obvious being that I'm not black, and so I, I would never have a full understanding of what I'm talking about. That one's simple. Um, the second thing is I'm not horribly educated on the subject matter. To me, the protesting just makes logical sense. To me, like, you have a group that's been beaten and battered and they're fighting back, and that's what I view it as. But to give you any sort of long-form instruction or advice or organizational tactics isn't really... I don't know anything about that. I, um, I don't have, like, a degree in political science. I've never politically organized in any form I don't know the history as well as many other people do and so my first instinct was to get on here and rant and rave and be super mad about how unjust everything was which is true but every time I do it it'd be like five minutes long because I don't know anything I just know that I'm angry and I just know that people are upset and sad and hurt and that upsets me and I don't like how villainous and mean other people can be I mean that that's my perspective is that you know people up top people who make the rules aren't following them the people who make and enforce the laws it doesn't mean a whole lot when they don't have to follow them themselves or there's um, mitigating circumstances, depending on one's skin color or gender, or insert abnormality here that isn't white male. And that's, that's how I see it, and that's how I feel it. And while it all may be true, I wouldn't be able to tell you why. I mean, I just could give you a list of incidents that greatly point towards that being the truth you know circumstantial evidence if you will but i couldn't give you the history i couldn't tell you what leaders came before and what leaders might come up after and how to produce those leaders and how to organize and how to what laws to change or what laws to keep but there are, there are two big takeaways for me. The, the first thing, and the first thing that I do know a lot about, is um, the fact that words matter. And um, what I mean by that, I'm going to go into a little anecdote. <laughs> when um, 
when I was growing up, I was bullied a lot as a kid. I was kind of a weird oddball kid. I'm still kind of a weird oddball guy. I've gotten a lot better at talking to regular quote unquote people. And um, I've become a lot more charming. I've become a lot more self-confident because that's where most of the awkwardness comes from. Well, it was kind of like the bullying made the awkwardness and then the awkwardness made the bullying, if that makes sense, which I'm sure it does. But um, I grew up in what might some might consider not so standard a household. So my the circumstances of my birth <laughs> made me a little odd. And I'm okay with that. I'm proud of that, even. But uh, I got bullied a lot in school. And um, eventually, I, I, I managed to handle it better. Uh, a lot of the things that people would say to me didn't make sense in my head. Like, they were blatantly not true. And those were really easy to handle. Uh, somebody calling me stupid. Well, I, I got straight A's every quarter. So, how could I be stupid? Or people saying I was ugly. Um, which hurt for a while, but then I got into a relationship. and So then I was like, well, how can you call me ugly? Somebody thinks I'm attractive. So, some part of me must be doing pretty okay. Um, but there are some... There are some things that still hurt. And... It, it hurts in a different kind of way. Uh, I don't know... I couldn't give you an example right now. But when somebody says something cruel just to be cruel, that cuts me pretty deep. You know, insulting my appearance or insulting my intelligence or whatever else is kind of nonsensical. But when somebody comes for, like, your beliefs or your, your mannerisms, like what you're doing or how you're acting, or like let's say you tell a joke and somebody just goes like, that wasn't funny at all, just to be rude. That still, to this day, hurts me quite a bit. And I'm sure some of that has to do with whatever bullying I received in school, but some of it just has to do with just this lack of comprehension. Like, how can somebody say that to another person and not be joking like not like oh haha ha, laugh with me but like haha ha, we're all laughing at you P part of my head it, part of my head that doesn't make sense so <laughs> after the riots and after the looting and whatever else it i was in such a bad mood like I was so in disbelief of like how could we let things get this far again on the side of the rioters we're talking about and then I took a look at the things that people were saying about the rioters and about the looters and about them siding with some of Trump's comments about like when the looting sh starts the shooting starts which by the way I'm gonna look this up right now apparently it's a quote directly from George Wallace uh, But that might be false. Hang on, I'm gonna look that up really quick before I put that in this. Uh, it was it was used by George Wallace. <laughs> Y'all got me reading. This is fucking ridiculous. I never read. Anyway, um, but it was really prominently used by Miami Police Chief Walter Headley. Um, it was a. 
police chief of Miami back in the 1960s during the um, those riots. And uh, he had a big get tough policy. So it's still, <laughs> it's not as bad as I originally thought it was, technically speaking, but it it's still just, I, I read that and I was absolutely floored because I'd never heard it before. I was so shocked. And the amount of people that like were just agreeing with it, I was, I was floored. Things that are happening right now go directly against my core values and beliefs of what America is and what America should be and what, what we should strive for as a population. You know, there are a lot of things that I think have a lot of gray area that I strongly agree with. I strongly agree with, um, you know, Medicare for all, I think is a great example, like healthcare for everybody. I am, I am a big, big proponent of, I think it's a, it's a wonderful idea, but I could see how somebody could disagree with me. I would think that they were wrong, but I could definitely have a discussion. But this idea that, or let's, let's take it, let's take the whole pie, right? So we just had several days of violent riots in Minneapolis. Um, and the response by the president of the United States, the head person of the country right now, is to threaten them with more violence. That just seems so insane to me and so cruel. The point of that, though, is that I expect him to say those things. And this is where I really want to get into the whole idea of words matter. I don't have the time to go through Trump's lineage, nor do I feel like doing it. I, I don't read them. But they show up in the news quite a bit, and I do watch and, and read articles every now and then. He has spoken live in press conference when he told people to, like, beat up that protester at one of his rallies or whatever. He's, he's belligerent to anyone that disagrees with him. And that type of behavior gets modeled. If the most powerful person in the country is allowed to disrespect whoever he feels like disrespecting at the moment just because they disagree with him, other people, especially those in an official federal position or state position, like a police officer, are going to follow if they want to do that. Because he has proven, time and time again, that he's above the law. And if he's above the law, so are the police officers. And these words matter. And these words hurt. And I am very frustrated with this newfound concept because of the internet constantly barraging us with these types of messages. And it's not the internet's fault, but we'll cut back to that. When you have the internet like this, where you're like, oh, well, don't go on the internet unless you want to get bullied. Like, that's what people say a lot. Like, like when somebody gets bullied or, or, or mocked for their opinions, they're like, welcome to the internet. Which is, which there's some truth to that. There are people who make anonymous profiles all the time. And they're going to bully you and they're going to do whatever else. And that will happen. And those people aren't wrong. But it started to bleed into our regular lives. Like, people, people don't have any shame anymore. There's no, oh my god, I'm so sorry, 
or there's no, yeah, you're right, that was kind of a bad thing for me to do. There's no learning. There's no conversation. It's just this hate, and it doesn't matter because it's just words, and people are just saying, and it's all just talk. Talk is the, the, the primary way that we, well, technically secondary, but the primary way most of us communicate with each other, especially now with things like the internet. Words are how we connect with other people. It's how we tell stories. Our entire lives are made up of words. So this, this notion that people are just saying things, and so it doesn't matter, they're not actually doing anything, they're just saying things, is ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. Just because he doesn't say the N-word or say anything blatantly racist doesn't mean that he's not. When you speak and talk in, in just violent rhetoric 24-7, whether that's violent as in physical violence or violent as in, like, I don't know, emotional violence. I don't know the fucking word, but you know what I'm talking about. Just the, the disrespect on top of disrespect to maybe people who deserve it, but everyone else as well, this is the type of environment that happens. If somebody's not gonna respect you, you don't respect them. If somebody tries to have a conversation with you and you come back with an insult, they're gonna stop having the conversation. People are tired of being polite because no one's being polite back. And so this, you know, frankly liberal notion that everyone should go along to get along is being broken down awfully quickly not even just for like protesters not even for people in communities for people like me i'm not affected technically by this none of this comes to my doorstep none of this comes to me when i'm outside or driving around or jogging or buying something from a corner store it doesn't happen to me I'm upset by it, I'm extremely upset by it, but none of it happens to me. But I have, or did have, all these moral conceptions about having honest conversation with people, meeting down the middle, talking to people, connecting, relating, empathizing. But how do you sell to the unsellable? How do you convince people that have decided that empathy is weak? and that kindness is wrong, and the only way to get better is to pull yourself up by your bootstraps with no help and no aid at all. How do you convince those people that sometimes a hand is not only uh, welcomed and helpful and good, but necessary? How do you convince somebody who doesn't think about other people to think about other people? To think about what happens in lives different than them. And I think that's why this has shaken so many of us to our core. And maybe some people who weren't putting up Black Lives Matter things and who maybe weren't as extreme are more extreme now. We watched a man die for 10 minutes on live camera. Or not live, but recorded video. You fucking get it. And it, and the fact, just the pure fact that everybody wasn't outraged and furious 
and immediately when there was an excuse to focus on something else, like looters and rioters, immediately focused on that. While the rest of us are spinning around, like, what did you expect to happen? What did you expect? Did you expect them to lie there and take it? Again? Did you expect the same little peaceful march through DC and then everyone goes home and is happy again? People are fed up. I'm fed up. If the people that make the rules and the, then the people that enforce them, if they don't have to follow the rules, what are we fighting for? What has America done for us lately? I mean, this, on top of the COVID stuff, it's just like, how, how the fuck did we get here? And how do we get out? There's nothing in the history books about, well, actually, there's a lot in the history books about this stuff, but it's just, it, there's, there's something inherently different about it now. About the way we treat each other and the way that we talk to each other. I get so upset and sad and angry because I don't know how to convince people to just be kind. I know it probably sounds dumb and cheesy, but how, how do you explain to somebody that somebody else's life matters more than a Target store? That these issues that have been going on for the lifetime of this country still exist. When you can see them plain as day, it's like the, it's exactly like the virus. You can see it. You can watch it happen. You can see it live. And people are just, have convinced themselves that something else is true. Have convinced themselves that, well, you know, it's really like just this one several handful of police officers, or there are more important things, or you see how violent they are. We all know what you're saying when you say they, or thugs, or brutes, or rioters. We know what you're saying. You've built this idea in your head that issues in black neighborhoods are there because the people are black. Because you, you've never talked to somebody. You've never tried to learn about somebody else. You can't explain that to somebody. They have to live it. And that, I think, is the reason why I don't hold a candle in this conversation. I can't tell somebody how that feels. I can tell somebody how I feel, but I can't tell somebody how that feels. I know that 
the Democratic Party isn't exactly superheroes right now. And there's a lot of things I'm really not happy about in my political landscape. But it's a fuck ton better than what's going on right now. Everything that we talked about on the campaign trail that Trump was going to be, and everyone calling us ridiculous, it's happening right now. This, this isn't even, this is his fault. It's, it's time to have some leadership. It's time to show some compassion. It's time to stop lashing out at every single person who does you wrong. And I know maybe lashing out isn't, not lashing out isn't the best thing for me to say because I lash out quite a bit <laughs> on my, uh, my social media, my Instagram videos or whatever else, but I just, I went, I, on my drive home today, I, I finally cried. It took me that long. I didn't watch the video. I couldn't. I knew it would, it would just hurt me. It wouldn't provide me any new insight. It would just hurt. So I didn't watch the video. But, um, I was listening to some, some rebellious music on the way home and I just cried for where we are as a country. Just for, for how hateful people can be. Which leads me into my second point of what I feel I can do. I, like I said at the beginning and two seconds ago, I'm no political expert. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what's best for you because I don't know you. But uh, I, um, I definitely want to get a lot stronger as a person. I want to, I want to stay mad, but I don't want to let it affect me so much. I don't want to lash out as much. I want to be able to build constructive thought and continue to have conversations with people who disagree with me, who feel different and to continue to try. I want to become more educated. Like, like I said, I, I don't read. <laughs> but I want to be more educated. Not just, not just on political matters, but on intellectual matters. I want to work my brain and my body. <laughs> as goofy as it might sound. Because I think being physically and mentally strong is what it's going to take what it's going to take to make the right decisions and make the right moves and be and be a good citizen be a good citizen of a country that I'm still a part of whether I like it or not I can't go somewhere else I don't want to go somewhere else you know I, I have a phrase, a mantra, if you will, that I repeat in my head often. It's from the Bible, but I don't remember what part where um, Jesus says to somebody, you need to take the um, log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of someone else's. I don't know where it's from. I learned it from a musical. I learned it from Godspell. But I find myself saying it 
to myself often. And that's not to say that we shouldn't try to help others, but remember that while we are caretaking and kind and people that want to help and want to fix everyone's problems, it's not possible. And every once in a while you do need to take a step back and think about what you can do to better your own life and better yourself. Because if you're, if you're going into battle, let's say, if you're going into battle half-gassed, angry, upset, and weak, you're not going to win. And this is a battle that we need to win.